the Rugby World Cup on Off The Ball. We're keeping our limited time offer open while Ireland remain involved at the World Cup. Once we're out, or once we win it, the offer will end. Just go to offtheball.com forward slash join for all the details. Off The Ball. And now, please welcome your host for the evening, winner of seven Broadcaster of the Year awards, Ian McKinley's doppelganger, and the man Eamon Dunphy famously referred to as... Who? It's Joe Malloy! What an entrance! Oh, for God's sake. We practiced that at four o'clock. Sorry, sorry, sorry. This yanked, I fell back, everything happened. How are we all doing? It is so good to have you here. What a week, huh? I presume we have a few Irish in the house? Any Kiwis? Get out. No, you're very welcome. It's good to have you with us. We like playing you now. Uh, so we're going to get our pundits out. Can I start with a man? I said to him backstage, I said, you come out first. He said, why? No, it's embarrassing. So I would say, what, five, six years ago now, we had a Heineken Cup match, and we had our commentary team ready to go, and they got sick. They weren't available. It was about an hour to kick off. We had nobody. I mean, we had tried everybody. And Dave McIntyre said, we could try Andy Dunn. I won't tell you what our producer at the time said. We said, Andy Dunn. We got Andy Dunn. Turned out Andy Dunn's pretty much as good a pundit as there is in the world, I think you would agree. So we are delighted he's here this evening. He is mortified we're bringing him out first. Andy Dunn, everybody! How are you doing? It's great to have you here. Thanks, Joe. So listen, there is, a, there is a general rule here in Oxford. Don't read the comment section. Except for you. You're the exception to the rule. Here's a glance. You're the only man on YouTube who has good approval ratings. So here's just a taster of what comes on every time you're in with us. Andy Dunn, best pundit in Ireland, no debate. Andy Dunn, take a bow. Lads, Andy Dunn, never waffles. Always to the point. The oracle has spoken. <laughs> it goes on like this. You're a fan club. One night we had Brian O'Driscoll on. This is what came in. What would he know? <laughs> Get Andy Dunn in. Stop censoring the goat. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, it's great to have you here. Take a seat. Thanks, Joe. Uh, we have two men who know what it's like to play against New Zealand, Irish internationals. Alan Quinlan. Gordon Darcy, everybody. Come on, come on, come up. Where do we? Come up. Right over, over there, yeah. Do you want us to pop in over here? Yeah, you move across, move across. We don't have uh, your approval ratings. We do have some the, of your... The Leinster fellas over there. Yes, exactly. That's it. We have some of your moments against New Zealand. Not good moments, I, I don't well, think. we have some of your moments. I'm in camera shot there, excuse me. So uh, here's a bit of Quinny in action against New Zealand. I told you they weren't good moments. Well, my favourite is the next one, because this is just sheer desperation. <laughs> That's more like it now. <laughs> what, what, so what was the thing in there, Quinny? I kicked the ball out of his hands, and uh, <laughs> as he was passing, I think they changed the laws after that match, because I, I tried to do it three or four times, and uh, I got away with it. That was my last match in Funny, like Broke Park. A, see the guest back, uh, backstage, he was 
Gwynny just spent the, like the whole, like from the green room all the way up there telling me exactly how in 2003 he single-handedly beat Argentina. I did, yeah. It's a shame you didn't have Thanks, that. Thanks, <laughs> uh, We have some of you in action against New Zealand as well. They were a physical bunch at times. <laughs> and even at under 21 level, this is you against New Zealand. That kind of sums some of it up, I think. That's, yeah. that's Swampy, by the way, which you should ask him about later. His, his little alter ego at a younger age. I'm going to do that. <laughs> uh, let's have a little taster of our next guest. He needs no introduction, but just a little reminder of what he brought to the game of rugby. Have a look at this. Mind you, we get a monster man to mind him here. Yes, yes. Enemy ter territory, you're saying, Mick. This, um, this is I, enemy I might territory right next for to me. You. You'll have to mind me, maybe. How you going, guys? Great to be here. Great to be here. Hey, it's great to have you here. We did it's, it. funny, it's funny, yeah. brother, that I was watching that clip. It's funny that you guys are watching it right now. I was watching it back at the hotel before I come here. So, it's <laughs> <actually> quite nice. <laughs> uh, well, the joy of all being here in person instead of via Zoom is you can, you know, we can get up. So, Still to this day, someone throws an offload and commentator will say, oh, that's a sunny bill there. So, rugby ball. <laughs> Alan, I want you to stand up, and I know there's a stretch for you, Quinny. Try and think you're going to tackle him like you hate him, okay? <laughs> up you come. You're our tackler, Alan. Up you come, up you come. Okay, you can go about there. Maestro. And uh, who do you want running off you? Andy or Gordon? Maybe both. Who's the quickest? <laughs> Someone, please, please. <laughs> you go on, you go on. So, uh, so over to you. How does all this work? In firstly, your mind? if there's any coaches out there with youngsters um, that keep pushing that pass, I apologize. You know how many people come up to me and say, bro, Sonny, I keep getting in trouble for the offload, but just like you, I'm going to keep going. So I apologize. <laughs> but um, the way I used to play, play the game, although it looked kind of um, a bit too flashy at times, I always prided myself on doing the, the basics brilliant. And when it came to the offload, it was real simple. I'd just get three, three lads in the team. One guy would sniff up me. I'll call it sniff, sniff on me. Sorry, bro. I didn't mean right. to. I've sniffed worse uh, things than you, trust me. And, and all it is, is I would practice. I would try and um, get past the defender. So I'd practice. I'd come off my right. And then he's... He's sniffing, but you're popping up late saying left or right. And it was as simple as that. Um, and yeah, then we'll do our rest. So yep. sniff, and then tell me left or right. We'll talk. Sniff. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Oui. And then boom. Hey. Simple as that. Simple as that. That would have been so embarrassing if I dropped that. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it was just that. And as basic as that is, 
it was that and repetition, repetition, repetition to try and become, um, you know, great at the basics. Yes. And what was so striking, and we saw it in the clips there, is you were always, you were always past the tackler. Exactly. Hands so, free. So that was the key. The key was um, don't run to offload, run to break the tackle, and then the offload will happen uh, naturally. So Yeah. And then, you know, you'd get the guys, a bit like how South Africa, I mean, excuse me, please, much, much. A bit like how you lads are playing at the moment. It's You guys know your DNA. You, you guys, Johnny knows uh, where Bundy is going to be, where Sick, where um, Ringrose is going to be, yeah. uh, you know, Porter and the likes, the, the quick hands. Everyone knows each other, um, knows your DNA. And for myself, I prided myself on getting next to Nehe Milner Scudder and saying, doing those work, doing that extra work with them. Um, and I found that the, the keeping it as the more simpler I kept it, the, the, I guess the more flashier it looked on, on TV. Okay. It helps when you're six foot four as well. <laughs> You've got big, Five. long levers. Yeah. And what, so you're playing against Sonny Bill. You know that's coming. When you're tackling him, is it tackle high? Is that what you're trying to do to him? Probably rap. If you go low on him, he's going to naturally accelerate through the tackle anyway because he's a big, big fella. So he's able to do that one out of the tackle, even when if he's falling. So... You try and wrap here as best you can, and then you get that one, so you're sitting on your backside. So it does help when you're bigger. I played with Darce a good bit for Ireland, and he just, he was an incredible stepper, to yeah. be fair, before yeah. contact. That was his big part of his game, and he would get through a lot, but he never fucking offloaded. No. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you'd fucking, I, your hands like feet, Winnie. So there's a good to, chance you were to drop it. I tried to sniff him a no, few but the times, other, but uh, <laughs> the, the, the other side was the, the sniffing didn't work. He just kept so when crawling we were, along. It's another couple of yards, and uh, sometimes he went clean through as well. To be well, fair, when we were defending uh, mostly New Zealand, um, and you in a, in a couple of games, that was like you have to you had to work in trees all the time, and that was the really frustrating bit because it was such an offload threat. So you talk, it's the, as you were calling the sniffing, we'd just call it the players would flood through as soon as somebody got to say you know a yard past the contact, the offload was on. So you're almost everybody then had to be hiding for the offload. So a lot of the times we would actually just throw to try and chop the legs out from underneath them. And then the second defender either side, <laughs> you had to just basically go individual responsibility. There was no doubling up on it. You yeah. basically go, if I go in to hit, get this guy early, um, force the offload, the defenders either side have to be, beat them to the space. And actually then when, you're, when he's gone to that, he's, he, it's not a... Hail Mary, he's looked to see is he there or has he heard the sniff from left or right. Yeah. But if the space is, is closed, that's you know, one, of the, one of the ways. But when it's a constant threat, you, you miss two of them and suddenly it's 14 points. And that, that's the key. That's why running to break a tackle was so important because if you could break that, that a first tackle, then it was on, it was game on. Um, it's a bit like Johnny Sexton this week. I think New Zealanders, they need to tackle him and everyone around him because he just seems to, Keep making that, that right decision, bro. You know? Yeah, it does, yeah. And I think it's probably in their DNA more than ours, Joe, yeah. from a young age. And I think Tony would probably agree with that. You know, I played with Maffey and Topoki and Doug Howlett and Munster for, for a couple of years. And all they wanted to do was get someone behind them, running off them, doing the sniff scenario. And yeah. just see, they just wanted to attack people. And... You know, it's a natural Excuse thing. the sniff language. Everyone's going to be talking about that. That's <laughs> going to go viral now yes. tonight. But, um, you know, it's in their DNA. And, and, um, and, you know, maybe it probably hampered. We all spoke about, Nor we often heard about Northern Hemisphere rugby being a bit more kicking, a bit more direct. 
but you know things have changed and and you've got to find little gaps and opportunities now every side has a defensive coach you know probably for the last 20 years and they're usually rugby league guys who are coaching how to stop this so a piece of brilliance one piece of brilliance in a tight game like an offload can win you the game and Sonny, I wanted to ask, was your offloading game always encouraged by New Zealand coaches? No, not at all. <laughs> I, uh, I remember going on the field in 2011 and Shags comes on the, mic- on, the, um, on the microphone. That's Steve Hansen? Steve Hansen. Yeah. And um, before I'm running on, he's saying, you, you know, Shags wants to speak to you. I was like, what the f-? You know, what's this bloke want to speak to me? Yeah, bro. What are you doing going offload? Piss off, you know? <laughs> Run on the field. But then you fast forward to 215 and the game had obviously adapted and appreciated that, you know, that subtle skill. Um, I came from a game called Rugby League. I sure. don't know if, any, if, if anyone knows that. I grew up oh, as a... Massive Rugby League fans in Ireland. Yes. So I, I, I grew up playing Rugby League. It's a bit like, um, would you call it Gaelic? Gaelic footy? So I grew, grew up playing Rugby League and we were looked down upon from the rugby goers where I was from. So I kind of hated the rugby, rugby crowd, you know. And then through necessity, um, I ended up playing rugby and I wanted to uh, prove myself at the highest level, which was in New Zealand. So I went back there and gave it a crack. And that's where the, rugby, the offload came from, the playing rugby league. Okay. Because everyone runs up high in rugby league. You don't, you know, um, the forwards don't bend down and try to, you know, get that LQB, lightning quick ball, so to speak was more about just, you know, trying to um, make dents into the opposition, and that's how I played. Um, and, yeah, I had some really tough conversations with a lot of great coaches, um, but I stuck true to myself. And, um, you know, I think in the end I won, I won a, lot, a lot of people. Yeah, early. so that's interesting. 2011 World Cup, it's not so sure about this. By 15, it's more yes. encouraged. And I would say, Andy... You, you look at Ireland over the last decade, that has been the big difference. We're, we're offload central now by comparison. Yeah, I, certainly in, the, in the, the Joe Schmidt era was hugely successful for a reason in that he was, he was dogmatic and he was, an, he was a bit of a dictator in terms of how he coached the team, but we became hugely successful. But we were very predictable because we were playing exactly how the team were coached and Thought and he discouraged, he actively discouraged offloads, a bit like that moment you, you shared with Steve Hansen, where I think there's, there's a risk in that that you become predictable and there's a, there's a loss of control for the coach. And I think the, the best, the greatest coaches are the people who empower, the greatest managers in, every, in any era or business or sport are the ones who get the, the best out of the individuals in front of them and empowered them to make decisions on the field. And I think, I don't know the stats exactly, but I think our offload game has gone through the roof under Andy Farrell. I think it's made us versatile and unpredictable and brilliantly attacking and brilliant to watch. It's not an accident. You know, from an outside back's point of view, um, how flat you, because, you know, you, you got the Mac. What a great name, eh? The Mac. Yeah, um, you got the Mac and James Lowe sniffing around, sniffing around. Again. Love a sniff. Um, but do you boys think, like, from an outside back's point of view, it makes it, your job a lot easier how flat you guys play? I think it's great. Like, it's so cool seeing you know the Mac and, and James popping up, or different places being able to get involved with the game a bit more. Do you think that's that's? Uh, yeah, like it is, but I think it's. You talked about the lightning quick ball not really being as prevalent in rugby league. 
LQB. Ireland, LQB, sorry. It's another... LQB GT. <laughs> L- lightning quick ball, good timing. Hey, there you go. <laughs> this was not rehearsed. Um, but, like, that flatness, they played off the back foot. Like, once Gibson Park is there, the ball has just moved away, and that kind of they as a result of that have ended up not being able to get back deep enough that they probably want to. So uh, I don't think it's I don't think it's a planned thing. I think it's just the ball is being shifted so quickly. If the attack isn't in uh, position like the perfect position, there's very little chance the defense is going to be in position. So that's the way Ireland have kind of focused. Is that shape they have, but they're all just about move the ball away from the breakdown and just yeah. And then you have players like Mac Anson and James Lowe, and you just we, we should have got Sam Prendergast here tonight uh, yeah. after your tweet. The Ireland are twenty fly after. Remember tweeting about him? Yes, yes, yes. Very special man. That was uh, yeah. Just came to mind there. Um, that was incredible. You know, you know what I love? I love. Seeing kids, um, he's big himself. though and tall as well. About six four, he's, yeah. Um, he's not bigger than me. Big long lever. <laughs> he's tall. He's, I, I love he's... seeing the kids express themselves. And you know the the, the under, last under twenty, um, last two under twenty. Is it under twenty or under nineteen? Under twenty. Yeah. Like I, I really enjoy watching that because the the um the flavor that they bring out there. It's just these kids just playing, you know. And I feel like it kind of gets drummed out of them a bit. Yeah. And obviously, it has to. You have to, you know, refine the game and whatnot. But I really enjoy that seeing those youngsters, those youngsters play yeah. at that level, you know? Before, we do want to chat to you about your extraordinary life and time, Sonny, but Alan Gordon, what's really striking this week is the way the Irish rugby public feel about New Zealand games. So five wins and eight is a territory we never thought we would be in. In your day, it almost felt like, geez, New Zealand, it's impossible. Yeah, it, it, you look, Dars has played... Many, many times for Ireland and never oh. beat New Zealand. I've toured, I've only toured has... once. I've only toured tours to one other country. <laughs> it is pretty grim going to New Zealand in June. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> at the, the best of times, and, and then not winning a game and, is like and probably and the aura and and we all grew up watching the well, I did anyway. I don't know what the lads think, but you know, loved watching New Zealand, um, the Hacker, all that kind of stuff, and um, then suddenly you find yourself in New Zealand, playing for your country against them. And it's hard to kind of shake off that these guys are, you know, the trendsetters. They've always win. They're top quality, continuously players you look up to, you see them on TV, and, and then you're playing against them. And you try to create that mentality within your dressing room that yeah, we'll, we'll be we, the first Irish team we never ever really beaten. Did. It was like we got one of the things that really frustrated me playing against New Zealand, apart from getting heckled by like an 80-year-old woman, it was just like a fucking Zimmer frame and it's was like, go to the ALBs! It's like, fuck <laughs> Like, the whole country makes you feel really That unwelcome. was my name, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, still, we, still, we still stay in touch. But our, our, Ireland, Ireland have gone um, close against them. We got so close, like properly, like should have been one win and maybe a draw, yeah. like over space of like when did we start going? Two thousand and one up till like what twelve, thirteen. But and that was probably the best, one of the best vintages of when Dan Carter came on the All Blacks. Like we just happened to be playing against one of the best vintages of the All Blacks in the definitely in the professional era and maybe ever. They always found a way not to lose. And that was really frustrating. So we won the game in the kind of, like we played all the rugby. We did everything to win that game. But then they would find a way to just snatch it back. Like a McAllister ran over fucking somebody. To Raj. Get, yeah. <laughs> there you go. 
No, and it, I was being diplomatic. The one, the one you're thinking about in those six. Yeah. Are and then the drop goal. Seventy second minute. Yeah, and the and drop goal. Then Nanu runs over Stringer. Stringer is in the defensive line, and man, Nanu. Yeah. So there's a couple of that, that characteristic has shifted a little bit, and I think we do have that now in the Irish mentality, which is really good. I think yeah. against South Africa. We had one hand time behind our back. We didn't have our primary possession. We didn't think there was loads of things that could go could go wrong and lots of reasons for not to win that game, but they found a way to win. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying this podcast so far. If you want the full version, uh, unedited and ad-free, then go over to offtheball.com forward slash join and you can sign up to become an Off The Ball member there. Uh, that's also a good thing to do. And the best place to do it really is on our own app because if you sign up on our app and turn on notifications, we'll be able to let you know the next time that we're doing one of these roadshows and you'll have an exclusive window of access to tickets. That's the first place where we release tickets for members only. Everybody had a great night. The interview with Sonny Bill Williams was absolutely sensational. Uh, it is available for members right now, either uh, Apple Podcasts, the Off The Ball app or on Spotify or of course you can get the full thing over on YouTube as well. Enjoy.